welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk. I'm going to keep this really quick. This week I am in Charlie's shop. So where I was informed all about prams, everything that I would ever need to know. Charlie's been helping me massively. You probably heard me mention um, in the last podcast and the one before that. So I actually went to see Charlie and she agreed to do a podcast and that is what we're doing today. So this is all about baby essentials, what you need from car seats to prams to bedding to cots to muslins, travel hacks, mozzy stuff, all sorts. We cover so much in this podcast. It's really informative. So try and stick with it or maybe jump to the bits that you're still struggling on what to choose if you're at that point. None of it is sponsored. It's a lot obviously guided by what Charlie stocks just because we're in the room, we're having a look around, um, but no brands have been sponsored for kind of anything on this podcast. It is just preferences, personal preferences um, and things like that. So yeah, have a listen in and I'll chat to you at the end. So this week I am here with the amazing Charlie from Just Another Baby in Exeter. So I was talking about this store in last week's podcast because Charlie has been absolutely incredible helping me with my pram choice and car seat choice. So she has agreed to come on the podcast and talk about lots of little bits that you need to welcome baby into the world because I know that it can become quite complicated um, looking at all of these lists that everyone provides you with thinking it's really helpful but there's a lot of stuff on these lists that I question whether you need or not so we're going to cover some of the basics so hi Charlie hello (laughs) um all right so I'm going to start just by um asking Charlie to tell us a little bit about herself so Charlie is a super (laughs) mum running her own business you are (laughs) running her own business and you've got three kids three children yeah three girls um twins who are 17 wow and uh a another one Maggie who's 12 Oh yeah, so a bit of a gap, which was necessary, not yeah. necessary, but happened, and um, yeah, so three girls. Oh my goodness, twins! Twins. First off, first off, that's intense. Yeah, ignorance was bliss. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, yeah, we knew no different. So um, all a complete surprise. The whole pregnancy was a bit of a surprise, and to find out it was two at once was, yeah, a bit of a shocker. But oh yeah, all good, all good. All good and prepped yeah. you perfectly for the third. Yes, yes it did, yeah. yeah. So having a single one after having two was um, was lovely actually, almost a bit like an only child in a way because the yeah. first two went to school and then I had Maggie and yeah, so it was kind of best of both worlds. And wow. um, yeah, and they all get on most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I never know with good. age gaps because my sister and I were so close being 18 months apart. I think and that's sometimes harder than having... Two at once, actually. Yeah. 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 So I love, that's ideally, I know we've discussed this, but for the listeners, um, ideally, Hendrik and I, that's what we'd like to do because I just adore the relationship that I have with my sister. But then I also know that there are some, like, two years apart who hate each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But for a big age gap, that's nice to know as well. Yeah. And handy for babysitting now. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, so, have you always had Just Another Baby, or tell us a little bit about Just Another Baby? No, so we have been going for about eight years. Um, wow. We were online only for the first four, yeah. um, so literally kitchen, tabletop kind of thing, and um, my husband and I set it up, or he set it up rather, and then once the kids went to school I kind of came in, 
he went and back and got a proper job in inverted commas and um, whatever that means. And I days. exactly and I and I carried on. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so we were online only for four years and we sold kind of smaller items, grow bags, changing bags, that kind of thing. Um, and where we're sitting now is where the showroom is and um, it was an old chicken shed. Oh. And so we knocked it down and built a new one. We were trying to get a warehouse with a shop front so that we could store everything behind us and then kind of demonstrate at the front. Yeah. But they were all a bit grotty and there wasn't anywhere really that was kind of nice enough with a that was affordable enough as well that yeah. we could kind of show so we um yeah we knocked down the old chicken shed and built a new shed and so this is where we can demonstrate all the products and stuff and a lot of the car seat brands and pushchair brands that we've got um will only supply you if you've got somewhere to demonstrate their products ah, okay. um, because a lot of them are very safety conscious in terms of the car seats and things like that so yeah. um it just means that we've got somewhere and in here we're lucky enough most of the time weekends can get quite busy but we can be one-to-one with our customers most of the time so they can get a bit of time to play with the products and they can try them in their cars and all that kind of stuff it's so, so fantastic i'm right in thinking that's your house right yeah that's yeah. it's such an amazing setup yeah, the commute's so, all right. i know it's so great literally <laughs> roll out of bed just gonna go to my shed out the back <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's great. Yeah, and I've got a lovely um, lady called Eva who helps me out. Um, who I've met, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So She's also Eva's, incredibly knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, she is. So, um, so yeah, between the two of us, it, it kind of works. Oh, fantastic! Across the eight years, have you seen a massive change in baby products, or has it all kind of been similar, or have some things become more popular? Um, car seat safety has changed a little bit with the eye size thing. Although eye size has been out, actually, I think. I think don't quote me on this, but I think since two thousand and thirteen. But right. it, they've they've massively kind of vamped it up in the last year or two. Um, so we've seen different and newer products with the eye size um, safety testings that are done on some of the car seats. So Push just chair. for the listeners, there's eye fix right and eye size. So yeah, eye fix is very normal. I yes, yeah, so isofix. Isofix. Yeah, so isofix is the basis that you put in your cars. Yeah. Um, so if you look in the back of your cars generally um some cars have ice fix in the front um but mainly they're in the what they call position two and four in the back which is basically the side positions so the safest place arguably for baby um or any child is in the middle at the back but um you don't tend to have ice fix points there no so next safe place is is on the um on either side in the back um and uh, yeah, there's Isofix bars there. I think on cars manufactured from 2006, I mm-hmm. think, have have the Isofix bars in the back. Um, or if they haven't, then they can be put in for you. Right. Um, so you can speak to a car manufacturer and just say, hasn't got them, can we put them in? And they'll advise you. Um, so yeah, the Isofix are basically bases that sit in your car permanently. Um, they can be removed, they can be changed um, to other cars. Um, and then your infant carrier slots on the top of it. Yeah. So it just saves you from having to belt. And then the infant carrier is what includes the eye size now, which is the yes. side impact. Yes. So side impact um, protection. So they'll either have. Um, so that basically means that they've been tested um, for side impact as well as front and rear impact. So they'll either have a little bit that kind of attaches onto the side, or they'll have um, its kind of built-in protection within the actual seat itself. Yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of the ISOS thing. And it's also about uh, rear-facing rear safety. So um, you can only get an ISOS 
compatible seat with an Isofix base. <clears throat> right. So eye size it is to um, car seats with to infant carriers with um, uh, Isofix bases. Yeah. And they recommend rear facing up to fifteen months. Okay. They actually recommend rear facing up to four years, but the eye size ruling is is fifteen months rear facing. I can imagine it would be quite tricky to keep your kind of three four year old facing backwards. Uh, possibly. Like it? Well, it, if they don't know any different, then True. they won't know any different, really. But um, the Scandinavians are kind of pioneering in the re, re, rear-facing um, car seat safety. Right. Be Safe and Axe Kid, which we've got, um, are yeah, kind of pioneers, really. Like I say, of, of rear-facing car seat safety. Um, and I think most, I think I'm right, don't quote me on these statistics, <laughs> it's just drawing from my brain, but I think 25% of accidents actually happen from a side impact point of view. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, your babies are a lot safer if they're rear-facing um, in any accident because they're thrown back into the seat, so the seat absorbs that rather than them being thrown forward yes. and their necks and their... Um, uh, spines taking all the trauma they're kind of pushed back into the seats yeah. so that absorbs a lot of the, the impact and yeah. um, and goes to kind of save lives essentially. Wouldn't it be nice if we could face backwards yeah. and dry out so Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be quite nice some of, the, some of the bases also extend out so when you have them in, um, uh, in your infant carrier obviously you don't need to do that because baby's legs aren't long enough but as you um, as baby grows then you can extend the bases out, which allows baby's legs to kind of drop down either side. And we were so. looking at the life lap one, weren't we? The kiddie one, which is the first life lap one in the car Yeah, there's as a well. couple out there now, yeah. The uh, kiddie Evoluna eye size um, will lie flat in the car. And um, also the Joy... Oh, yes. Uh, or the Joy, jo- I can't remember how Hendrik pronounced it. I should know because I did A level French many years ago. But um, Joy, J O I E, um, they have also got a new one out which is um, called the I level, and that will also sit um, flat in the car or flat is something like a 187% tilt or something like that. So, right. Which is better for their breathing, isn't it? And then it gives you maybe a teeny bit more flexibility on not having to stop so much. Yeah, so you can um, keep them in the lie flat car seats for a little bit longer um, because they are flatter, so therefore they're breathing. They recommend, I think, the guidelines now is for babies not to be in car seats for longer than half an hour. Oh, wow. God, in this first short time, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But um, you might not go that far anyway in the yeah. first couple of weeks um, of baby being born. And then um, after that is anything up to two hours. But right. I think, like we've said before, common sense, if you're going on a long journey, either you're going to need a wee or baby's going to need feeding or something. Nappy change or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, if you have the life flat option, then you can keep babies in there for a little bit longer. I don't think there's a specific time that anybody's kind of dared to put on it, but mm. um, but yeah, you can leave them. They're, they're, their airways are kind of obviously flatter, so there's no risk of, or lesser risk of them. Um, having breathing difficulties yeah we've been looking at all of this because Hendrik and I are hopefully six weeks after baby's born going to France and we have to drive to Gatwick to get our plane to France which is a bit of a annoyance so that's why we were looking at life flat car seats because it'll give us a little bit more time um to get to Gatwick without stopping so much and also walking around the airport and then not having to take the bassinet all that kind of stuff and just taking the car seat so 
I'll talk about that even more in another podcast. But that is why we've kind of we know so much about the life that yes, car seats yeah. rather than just your basic car seat. Yeah. Um. Anything? Any other products that you think have changed over the years, quite drastically, or is everything pretty similar? Just kind of gets a little bit of an upgrade each yeah, year. Yes. So they all get slightly. I'm, I'm sure that again, I'm going to say this, but I wouldn't say any specific brands, but some brands I'm sure they will look at one another and think ah oh, that's pretty good yeah. I think we'll do that on the next model and and so I think they all kind of look at one another and slightly try and compete with what they've got so uh I don't know the the good thing on the vistas for example and the cruises the upper baby ones is they've got the big long sun visors so Which I loved yeah yeah so you're kind of seeing a few more of the pushchairs coming out with those kind of things now um you've got all terrain not necessarily all terrain wheels but non-puncture um, yes, I wheels that. Mm. on a lot of the products now which beforehand you didn't so mm. they can kind of go over cobbles rough terrain woodland walks all that kind of stuff a little bit more easily now mm. um arguably i think they're probably getting a bit more stylish and they're probably getting a bit more user-friendly um so and more expensive more expensive <laughs> yes yeah they are not cheap um and actually on price points you do they're a good value push chairs out there there are obviously high value push chairs out there as a general rule you do kind of get what you pay for yeah so um so if you do go for a more budget push chair just make sure that it suits your lifestyle really and you know don't go for a a a kind of small stroller umbrella fold if you want to take your dog across would be common or you know or any other woodland walk that you know people might want to go on so it's kind of common sense really but you yeah get something that will suit your lifestyle if you do want to do woodland walks and you do want a good buy the out and about nippers are brilliant okay yeah yeah, yeah. so are they quite do they fold up really small then they don't fold up that well they don't fold up that small but they've got air um they've got great suspension on them they are relatively cheap to buy uh, not cheap to buy but they're around about 300 pounds okay um they will last and last and last they're um proper workhorses yeah um yeah and they've got great suspension so living in Devon, we have a lot of farmers and dog walkers and stuff yes. like that as our customers. So, um, yeah, so they, they're pretty good, the out-and-about nippers. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did, I think I did see those. Mm. Well, we have, we have pretty much talked about car seats. Um, if you, but we might as well just sing as we're kind of on car seats. Yeah. Um, finish off that topic with anything else that we wanted to add. For kind of not, not life-lack car seats. Yeah. Um, what would you say parents should be looking out for when buying a car seat? So now I would suggest buying an eye-size um, car seat. You don't have to. Um, so the R44 regulations, the, the, the European regulations and the eye-size, the R129, I think they are, <laughs> um, are kind of running alongside one another. So if you've already bought a non-eye-size car seat, if you've already got something that just adheres to the standard European regulations, don't panic, don't worry. They are still valid. They still will be valid and safe for the next few years. There's no kind of stamp on the timelines of them. Um, but the eye-size... Yeah, like I say, more all of the car seats, I think, they are manufactured now from 2018. And again, please don't quote me on this because I'm not hugely um, au fait on the manufacturing side of stuff, but I think they will all have to begin to adhere to eye-size rulings. Okay. So if you've got an eye-size car seat and you're thinking of possibly having more children in the future, then you know that you've kind of future-proofed yourself. But yeah. having said that, if you've already bought a car seat that isn't adhering to eye-size, don't panic. 
Um, and in, ter in terms of the isofix, so isize um, adhering to isofix, um, uh, as in they have to have an isofix base, there's nothing to say that, the, that belting your child in is any less safe. Right. It just opens itself up to more human error, if right. you like. So if you've got the isofix base that's in your car, it's easier to fit in, basically. You've got indicators to say whether it's green, or not on all of them, but on some of them, um, to say whether it's you know green, whether it's fitted correctly, whether the isofix bars are in, whether your car seat's in correctly. Yeah. You obviously don't have those indicators when you belt your car seat in. Mm. Um, if you belt it incorrectly, there's nothing to say that it will be any less safe. It was so easy when you showed me. It was literally just like in, yeah, down, click, click, done. Yeah. So yeah. easy. Yeah. So, so easy. It is. Yeah. They are good. Um, if it's a non-life lap car seat, is yep. there anyone that you personally love um, or think is really good value for money? Or I know we've mentioned the I, Be Safe once yeah. before, haven't you? Be Safe are brilliant and... Uh, quite an unknown brand aren't they they're relatively unknown yeah they've been around for about eight years i think um again swedish um so the swedes are you know probably ahead of us in terms of their safety things axe kid also swedish um and they are a bit like the volvo of the car seat world really yeah. understated safety speaks for themselves they adhere to um adac testing which kiddie car seats and cybex car seats um which we also sell they also adhere to those uh, adac testing is a little yellow label that you might see on some of the products it's a german it's a bit like a german form of our witch basically right. oh yeah so independent testing hasn't been influenced by the car seat brands at all they can't pay to do it or anything like that they're just independent safety testings that are done okay so you know that if something's got the adac testing as well they've also been tested in germany and um the germans tend to be pretty methodical at, at, at lots of things and car seat safety being one of them um so yeah kiddy cybex and uh be safe all adhere to those okay so they're all great brands um again depends on your lifestyle depends whether you're in and out of the car um, some people choose to have a life flat car seat over a carry cot with a push chair mm. um, because they might not be walking around but they might be in and out of the car or on public transport or whatever um, so yeah they're all they're all pretty good they are uh, mid to top end in terms of price um, joy again or joie is um, <laughs> is uh, they have got some great products out there and they tend to be keener on their prices. They manufacture right. themselves so they can kind of cut out the middleman in their prices. Yeah. Um, possibly their products aren't as refined sometimes, but they are comfortable and they're safe. So that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. Are they all around the same weight, would you say? They vary. The, right. um, the I guess it's more safe... importantly for the carry cot thingy, isn't it? The, the infant carry Yeah, you've got, I think I've probably said this to you before, as a new mum, you have great arms <laughs> Your biceps I'm looking forward to them getting toned again <laughs> um, so the B-safes tend to be um, the Izzy Go Modulo is about 3.8 kilos um, the Lie Flats tend to go up to about 5 kilos yes. um, because you've got that Lie Flat option in, in there which does make the seat slightly heavier Yeah. Um, so consider that when although they will do um, your babies for a longer period of time and because you've got the life flat option, they obviously open out so babies can be in there if they're longer. 
and um, once your baby's head hits the top of the car seat basically so if their head or neck is not supported anymore that's when you need to change, change. your car seat so once their top of their head is hitting the top of the seat it's it's time to to change right um you will get a little bit longer out of the um the lie flat ones but you've got to think that your baby even if they're up to 15 months is going to be quite heavy at that stage yeah so whether you will actually want to lug around yeah. <laughs> um, a, a fairly sizable, yeah, toddler, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And just to click, because I know this, I found this really confusing when I first started looking at car seats, was the whole base thing about you need one base for oh, the yeah. infant carrier, yeah. and then when you move up to your next one, some require you to get another base, and then maybe that base will last you for the next car yeah. seat. So. There are quite a few groups, aren't there, with car seats? Yeah, so you've got group zero, which typically takes baby from 0 to 6 months. Then you've got group zero plus, which takes baby typically from 0 to 12 months. Right. And then you've got groups 1, 2 and 3. So you can um, buy a car seat which would take baby from birth up to 12. Some of them do. But they tend to be forward facing. Yes, they do tend to be forward facing eventually, obviously. Yeah. but also you don't have the flexibility to take those seats out of the car, put them onto your pushchair. Yes, okay. So the infant carriers kind of come into themselves really in the first kind of 10 months really of having baby. So if you're just popping to a friend's house or a midwife or a doctor or whatever, then you can pop your um, car seat on your pushchair. Um, I've forgotten what the question was now. What? Just groups and bases. <laughs> oh, groups, that's it. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so... Ideally, you want to look for something called modular, so um, or M. If something's got an M or a modular, for example, the Be Safe modular, um, that modular base will fit your infant carrier, and it will also fit the next stage seat up in the Be Safe range. Right. So it won't fit the next stage seat up in Maxi Cozy or Kiddy or anything like that. Yeah. The car seat brands tend to have their own bases for their own seats. Um, Likewise, you've got the Cybex, you've got their um, M range, so they've got the uh, Aton, I think, M, and uh, another one, and a modular range, which, again, the base can can um, sit with two seats. Right. Um, the Joy, you've got the iGem and the iAnchor, they've got one base. So most of the brands will do one base um, for two car seats, so you buy that base and you've got that base for up to four years. Right, and then you've got to change the whole thing, but the car seats actually become quite different looking, don't they? Yes, and um, arguably you may want to forward face from mm. four anyway. Um, you don't have to. Axe Kid, uh, the Mini Kid, you can rear face up to the age of six. Right. Um, so it's personal choice, Yeah. really, by the time you get to that stage. Yeah. But yeah. And when they get bigger, they're huge pieces of kit, aren't they're they? quite a lump. You yeah. really are. You don't want to be changing that in and out of your car. No, every day. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> um, and also, Be Safe. Have, I'm not touting Be Safe either, but they have just brought out the first um, forward-facing eye size car seat in okay. Flexi, and it's or eye size is all done on height now and not weight. So you can put um, your toddler in there from a hundred centimeters. I think it is hundred centimeters up to hundred and fifty centimeters. Right. Um, and that's forward facing and you can also get three of those flexi car seats across the back of most cars because they're relatively narrow you've got removable bits on the side those little black plastic bits yeah you can take off okay 
so yeah something to maybe think about if you've got more than one baby or you're trying to fit or you're pregnant and then you're pregnant again with twins or something like that we yeah. have quite a few customers that go oh I need a, a truck to carry my children around <laughs> <laughs> or if you're having triplets oh my god yeah yeah okay so car seats um do you reckon that's pretty much a good covering of car seats you don't need to say anything else on car seats if there's any questions you're listening to this podcast and you think oh there's really a question i want to know then just email me now write it down now and then email me and i will ask charlie and i'm sure she will help <laughs> um let's go on to prams because that leads on quite nicely that some car seats infant carriers especially can fit into a travel system pram yeah um i did a podcast on prams when you helped me um the first time i, I listened came in. thank you for that <laughs> um what in your kind of I know we've mentioned was it out and about mm-hmm. for people who are dog walkers yep. and wanting to do like outdoorsy stuff. Is there a particular one you would recommend? Let's let's go with single buggies first. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a particular one you would recommend for being super lightweight? If someone lives in central London, they've got to get on and off the train. They've got to um, fold it really quickly. Maybe yeah, that kind of thing. Is there's one? This is all personal preference by the way none of this is sponsored we don't have any brands on, involved with this so no exactly and we do we do various brands and also there is pro- well undoubtedly brands out there that we don't do which would suit other people better so yeah. um so yeah it's all always worth as most people do doing your research for, for <laughs> what for what suits your particular yeah. needs so um i don't from my experience the the upper babies are great. You've got two. You've got the cruise and you've got the Vista. They're just about to bring out a new one, and I've forgotten the name of it. I saw with that. M. I can't remember I can't the name. Remember. Sorry, upper baby. But it's um, they're bringing out a new one, um, and Jules are also bringing out a new one called the Hub. Yes, I saw that. That looks great and compact and yeah, which small. which folds up really neatly, so will fit into um, yeah most boot sizes and all that kind of thing. Um, again, it kind of depends on your budget. The oysters are great; um, they kind of fold up really quite neatly. Um, you can use the seat units from birth, so you don't have to have a carry cot on there. Oh, wow. So if space is um, a, a premium for you, then. Uh, yeah, you can just use the um, seat unit from birth. You don't have to have a carry cot. Um, baby jogger, do some really good travel systems. Mm-hmm. That little grey one there is the um, oh, yes. City Tour Lux, and that is um, around about three hundred and sixty-nine. I think that sounds very specific. It does. When I say <laughs> around about, I think they're three six nine three eight nine, um, and they fold up really, really neatly, a one-handed fold pretty much, and you can um, have the seats facing you or um world facing so outward or or facing you um they fold up really neatly and most of them will fit on an airplane too or in a carrier yeah Yeah. so there's lots out there i the cruises for around about town are great they're lightweight they fold up really easily you can get a carry cot for them um yeah all the baby joggers are pretty good too yeah um for kind of city strollers um, if you're wanting something to kind of double up for walking, um, the jaws is lovely. They look lovely. Um, they're very stylish. The upper babies, the eye candies, they're all beautiful pushchairs. Mm. Um, and all fairly, like I say, you don't really need to get the manuals out for no. you know for what you want to do. They're, they're pretty foolproof. 
And they're beautiful. all about the same price, aren't they? They kind of sit within the same they are. range. Yeah, they sit within the yeah, kind of top end again, yeah. really. Um, kind of eight hundred up. Yeah. Generally, so they're and not cheap. They're not cheap. <laughs> no, they're not cheap. But they but, are beautiful. And also the high, the the kind of I'll be quick because I'm rambling. But the Mm-mm. um, they do double up in terms of if you do like you and Hendrith are wanting hopefully to have yeah. two children in a fairly short space of time you can double them up put two children on each of them yeah and most will take a buggy board as well yeah i mean the vista is even fantastic for three isn't it if you were going to have three and they've got this skateboard thingy yeah. and all yeah. sorts i mean i it was difficult for me to leave the vista behind yeah no but, but something was telling you it wasn't the right <laughs> was. thing yeah no it it's was fine. um i was going to ask you something else on prams but i have now forgotten baby brain has happened oh mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say hendrick found the most funniest thing but it's so expensive so i'm hoping by the time we get there it will come down in price but it's basically mm-hmm. a longboard skateboard that has a um child seat on the front ah. and you basically like you have the skateboard here and then you're holding what would essentially be the pram handle and then the child seat sits on is fixed onto the skateboard and then you just oh, push wow. and you skate Oh, amazing! I know. How cool is that? It's like five hundred quid, though. Very expensive. <laughs> and you've got to be quite a good skateboarder. Well, Hendrick <laughs> is, and we always skateboard down to the surf spot in France, which is what oh. we were looking at. And he was like, "Oh, maybe in November when we go, we can take that." They said, "No, you are not skateboarding with our like <laughs> two-month-old baby. <laughs> That's just not happening." Oh, how lovely! But then he did say, "Well, the minute it grows, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it." Oh. So. It's like, well, you can buy that. Yeah, he's found it now. <laughs> and they've always got, always got to have a gadget of I some know. description that they've got to have. Yeah. I was actually looking at um, an Instagram post Jessica Alba put on. She's just had her third child. And she was she clearly loves a good mum gadget. And she was showing all of these cool gadgets about, like, if you're breast pumping, there's this kind of boob tube that you just put the thing into oh, and it stays wow. there. So you've then got your hands and you oh. can do other stuff. And then she also had kind of these tummy support things, yeah. like waist tuck things, yes. um, which I guess she would need because she's in the limelight from like day one, isn't <laughs> yes. she? And then there was another really cool gadget. Oh, God, yeah, which you probably... I mean, this kind of stuff doesn't even cross my mind at this point, but I guess it happens. But it was about removing bogeys essentially from babies' uh, yes. nose. Yeah, so they can get really... I mean, talking completely as a mum... From, from this perspective, yeah, you can get something which basically sucks yeah. the mucus out of babies' noses. Yeah, And that's the gadget she was showing. She was like, but you know, by third baby, you're doing it with your mouth. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I won't well, be. No, no, I love my children to pieces. I'm not quite sure <laughs> no. what sucks not from No, noses. but it's not even something that I realised happened. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm oh. sure that isn't even the worst thing well, that you I have got, to deal with. I have, we did get through, um, yeah all three of us and actually they do get really snuffly um at times and so these things they weren't really about certainly with the older two but um but yeah they are out there and they're yeah. out there for a reason and, and some people yeah swear by them and if you do get kind of a mucusy baby then it can help just to clear their airways and stuff so yeah 
Yeah, it just, it doesn't even cross my mind that they can't blow their own nose. No, I know. It's little <laughs> this things kind like of that. stuff. Yeah, yeah which you just don't realise. No. You don't need to buy that now. No. <laughs> Wait and see. <laughs> Can you imagine if I did? Hendrick would be like, what yeah, is no, this? That's not, that's not going to get anywhere near the skateboard seat. No. It's not. He was like, I'll have my gadgets, you have your gadgets. <laughs> Um, baby carriers, so another way to carry your baby is, mm. and I just wanted to really briefly touch on this because it's something that I haven't really thought about yet, mm-hmm. um, but I've been reading lots of research on whether it's better to kind of wrap your baby in a wrap when it's a newborn, mm-hmm. if you're going out for a walk or something, or if one of like the more substantial ergo baby ones, if that's still okay for infants or if you think yep, a wrap is so better. There's, um, there are a few out there. You can get um, the wraps. We do the boba wraps. Basically, the wraps tend to be, I think there's five metres of material, which can be really daunting, but actually they disappear. That fabric disappears so easily. It doesn't matter on your shape or your size or anything. Yeah. Um, and once you've done it a few times, it's just second nature and it, you can do them really easily. Um, so that's what the wraps tend to be. You can also get um, the Kaboo uh, wraps, which we've got here as well, and yeah. they are already kind of self-tied. Right. So um, the back of that, I don't know whether... I'm going to move away from the microphone, but you can see on the back of here... Yeah. That's all. Oh, yes, yeah. And it's self-tied. It's like a harness-type thing, yeah. So you basically put it on like a T-shirt. Yeah. So it's already kind of ready done for you. So that takes away some people's kind of anxiety yeah. having lots of material that you need to wrap around you um, once you've got them on I would just recommend that you try them because some people can go oh what babies fall through and you know that's not going to happen so basically how you tie them on you have to get kind of a crisscross um, like a an X shape basically yeah. under baby's bottom and that kind of just holds, holds them in, them in. Um, once, it's quite a nice way when they're small and soft and yeah you're maybe a bit sore, it's probably yeah. a bit nicer than a heftier yeah. one. I've only ever done it with a teddy bear, to be honest, because I've never <laughs> carried any of mine. But even when I've just tried them on, when I've been demonstrating to people, it does feel nice. really nice. Yeah. And actually, if baby's unsettled, um, the carriers are... The, the softer ones, you can use the, the, the main carriers as well, but the softer ones... You can use around the house. Mm. Um, you know, you can get in, things you? done. You've yeah. got two hands. You can put yeah. them on before you go in the car to go to Tesco's or something yeah. like that. So they're they're quite easy. The um, the Ergo Babies, we do a new um, one now called the... I'm not going to say this right. Hendrick's going to be annoyed. Uh, <laughs> Lil, Lilla Baby, I think they are. L-I-L-L-E Baby. Um, and we do the Cybex ones. Yeah, there's, there's various other kind of more uh, hefty carriers, I would say. Um, which are brilliant and their support is great um, in terms of your back support and things yeah. like that. So yeah. I think if you've heavier. got back issues or um, pelvis issues or anything like that, you may want to invest in a slightly more, um, um, what's the word, um, supportive. supportive, thank yeah. you, um, carrier for your for your back. But I tend to recommend that if you're not sure or if you don't know how much you're going to carry go for one of the the softer carriers um, or the slings or the caboos or whatever they're around about 50 pounds whereas the ergo babies and the little ones tend to be 100 up so they're quite a big investment they are are, yeah yeah not all of them are there are other brands out there again um that will be cheaper um they're 
you know, but just try them and make sure that they're um, the right kind of support for you, really. I found um, a beautiful soft one, um, all handmade, called Fornessi. I don't know if you've ever come across her. No. She's she's a mum herself, and she's just done it oh. by herself, and she, yeah, it looks absolutely beautiful yeah. and soft. And yeah. I think it's maybe bamboo or something oh, material. Yeah. Really nice as well. Okay, cool. So, um, maybe Harriers sleeping. <laughs> so. You probably know a lot of this from just having three kids. Um, but when you just come home from hospital, what would you say that you need for baby to go to sleep? Well, so I think in the first instance, if you've got, in terms of products and what you need as a general rule, car seat, you can't get home from hospital without one if you're getting yeah. a car, so you will need a car seat. Um, I think basically if you've got a car seat, a pushchair or a sling or a carrier, and you've got somewhere for baby to sleep. So that could be um, a crib next to your bed. Or it could be for day. Some of them now will obviously lift off so you can have them in different parts of the house. So you don't need to double up with having a different yeah. sleeping pod or unit in every room of the house. So like a Moses basket type thing. Yep, yeah, so you could have a Moses basket which you can just move from upstairs to downstairs. Uh, you can have uh, the next to me cribs are... are static so you can't move the tops of them so once they're in situ next to your bed they, they tend to stay there uh, the snooze pods you've got removable um, bits so the, yeah. this top bit can kind of come off so you can use that um, upper baby for example and other of the carry cots the jewels you can baby can sleep in there during the day Unsuper- well, not unsupervised obviously because you're yeah. going to be around but you can babies can sleep in those and you can use those as carry cots You've got the sleepy heads, which people will have raved about. Parents rave about the sleepy heads, which are essentially a uh, a, a pillow, but they've got like a, a circular bit around the, the side of the pillow and a fairly firm. I showed this to you the other day, didn't yeah, I? A fairly I think firm so, yeah. bit in the middle. Yes. So the bit in the middle is actually really quite firm when you open them up. People rave about the sleepy heads. Um, I see them everywhere now, especially on social media. They are. Everywhere. Yeah, and parents absolutely love them and 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 swear that their babies thank you. So I've lost the zip and um, and swear by them. The only thing I would say about sleepy heads is use them as they're meant to be used. I.e., don't around the sides here. Yeah, you've got breathe holes. Right. So if babies kind of go up to the edge, or if they're sleeping on their side, if they turn their heads, those breathe holes are there for a reason, so that they can keep breathing quite happily. So don't line it with anything. Don't squish those sides in. Right. So use it as it's meant to be used, on its own, kind of, don't, if you, some people I know put them in cribs and cots and things like that, if the sides are clear around them, absolutely fine, that's how the product's meant to be used. Try not to squish those sides in, because then those breathe holes will obviously get restricted. But people do swear by these, and yeah. they are uh, an expensive pillow, really. They are expensive. Yeah. Aren't about they? 100, they start at around about 120, 130 pounds. Yeah. So, what I would say is see what your baby's like. You know, your baby may not need any help sleeping, it may be quite happy, it may be happy sleeping on you for a little bit, it might be happy sleeping in a carry cot. I would say kind of get it used to the environment that you want to get it yeah. used to. So. If it's going to sleep on you all the time, then obviously you, you you may have issues getting baby off you, or you may not have any time for you. You may not want to let baby go. You know, it's all very very personal. Um, but I think if you've got somewhere 
fall them to sleep mm. with a, a fairly, you know, a new mattress or that's new to you. Um, yeah, then a carry cot, a sleepy head, Moses basket. You don't need all three. Yeah. That's what I would say. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and another, th- just a th- quick thing about um, uh, sleeping. Don't be scared to kind of put either a mattress protector or a, a muslin, uh, a, a bamboo or a cotton muslin, something that's breathable under baby's head. Okay. Um, because that will, if they posit, if they're sick, then you can whip that away and wash it, and obviously you're saving yes. the mattress and stuff like that underneath yes. you. So you can never have enough muslins. <laughs> <laughs> there are some beautiful ones. There are, you can get yeah. so carried away. Yeah, there are some gorgeous ones. People stuff. will always buy you one. They're quite, they're quite a good, quite a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I always think I should just buy like just basic white essentials, and then if anyone's kind enough to want to spoil baby, yeah, then I'll leave that to more. them. They'll spend a bit yeah. more on the muslins. Exactly. <laughs> So, sleeping-wise, again, in Moses' basket or when you transfer to the cot, um, you need probably a mattress protector, a sheet. Yeah. And then I see all these kind of grow snugs and grow bags around where you obviously don't need sheets. No. So you would arguably need a sheet underneath. Um, Yeah, the kind of safety professionals would now say that... um, blankets and things like that although of course you can use them most people um if they use blankets use the cellular blankets with the holes in yes so you can swaddle those that's what mine was swaddled in because we didn't have all of this now in fact my maternity midwife was very traditional and they were rigid (laughs) in their cellular blankets yeah but absolutely loved it um now the the grow snugs are great because they kind of do that function without making them too rigid so there's no blankets that can either slip off or baby can slip down yeah. under. Yeah. Um, so it alleviates that kind of um, worry, yeah. if you like. Um, and you can either keep baby's arms in so that they're swaddled, or you can pop them out. Right. Um, so the grow snugs are great. There's two different tog weights, um, a cosy one and a light one, depending on the temperature of your nursery or your bedroom. Um, and it gives you a guideline on the back as to what to put baby in. So if it's really hot weather like we're having now then you might just want to put baby inside there just in a nappy or a short sleeve body grow or something like that yeah. but it gives you a, an indication as to what to to put baby in personally i would you buy two of those for the first three months you're set so wear one really? wash one you don't need to worry with blankets um and they're also endorsed by the lullaby trust right. who are the charity that will endorse products for safe sleeping um and they help families that have that have lost babies through cot death right um so they they're a brilliant charity and they will only endorse products that they deem safe for sleeping so that's quite a good accolade and then once your baby gets a little bit bigger you can put them in a grow bag or yeah so every time you put your baby down so if you kind of are feeding and then maybe a nappy change would you then always put them into a grow snag and then put them in their moses basket or their cot if you're yeah you can i mean during the day they probably are going to fall asleep once they've been fed yeah um or you know fed and winded but um so kind of daytime is less important i think as as baby gets a little bit older if you can do bath time and kind of have a little bit of a routine again this is very personal just from my experience it it changes every baby's different every parent's is different but you can get them associating bedtime with a bit of a routine so bathing 
you know, everything's a little bit quieter maybe. Obviously that can't happen if you've got older children. It's just going to be a bum fight whatever yeah. time. And actually babies kind of like the white noise as well of, of various hubbub going on around them. But if they, you can kind of associate night time, so putting down at whatever time you might want to put down, then they can um, they kind of begin to associate the fact that they're in the bath or being bathed yeah. with, oh, okay, I've got to sleep for a long time now. Yes. <laughs> that obviously doesn't normally happen. Yeah. But as they get older... So in the daytime, maybe just like a bodysuit or something, and you yeah. can just put them down yeah. in that. Yeah, and you can just... Yeah, and obviously if you're... I think if you're going to be sleeping at the same time, which you should try and do in the early days when you know yeah. you're just shattered, but then you might want to put them into something that if they are going to wriggle about a bit, that isn't going to come off them. But if you're sat there having a cup of tea with a friend, and you know you could just cover them with a, a little cellular blanket or yeah. something. Lighter. Or if you're out in the pram or something, yeah. Then and you're watching them. Then yeah, I guess. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's common sense, really. But yeah. But but for night time, the, the, I would recommend the gross snugs. Yeah. yeah. They're about 20, range between 20 to 24 pounds. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I was reading quite a bit about hip stuff and mm-hmm. hip health, and mm. they're quite good for that, aren't they? Yeah, so they allow baby's legs to be stretched and... Um, free. Yeah, and free. So the fabric is um, is is uh, big enough for them to, ca- to yeah. kick their legs around and stuff. Rather so they're than not too restricted. tight swaddles. Yeah. Yeah, where they can't move their legs. So yeah. they can move their legs around, but not get cold. And you can also undi- unzip them from the bottom. So nighttime changing and things like that, you can it's unzip handy. them halfway so that they don't, their bodies don't get, the baby's bodies get really cold really quickly, even when it's warm. So that, and that will disturb them. So right. if you're, I don't know, if you've done a dream feed or something like that towards the end of the night, then and you want to change them, then you can kind of unzip it halfway and... Um, yeah, change them without disturbing them too much. Yeah, brilliant. Um, travel hacks. I think we've actually there are a few um, that I was just going to mention. Things like mosquito repellent muslins. Yes, that you I were said it's about and things they, like that. And they now do uh, mosquito repellent grow bags as well. Ah. Yeah, so they've got a um, some kind of repellent in them. It's all been very safely tested. Yeah. Um, there's no harsh chemicals or anything like that in there. Um, but there is something, I, I don't know what they do, but there is something, um, I think these are specific to the Grow Company as well. Right. I don't know, could be other brands out there. But, um, but they're the only ones I'm aware of. Um, and they do insect repellent grow bags and uh, they are also doing insect repellent um, muslins yeah which are available on the which market now which is great i mean we were chatting to you about that when yeah. we when we were in here about kind of do you need mozzy nets and then you mentioned all this as well and then hendrix said well can i have one for my yeah face? and they're quite big actually <laughs> they're quite yeah they're quite big the muslins um and some of the push brands will also do um mozzy nets for yeah. the carry cots and things like that yeah. as well yeah. Which I think is probably definitely a must if you're going somewhere. Yeah, especially if you're going wise. on holiday. and Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we've been told by Hendrick's mum that the mosquitoes this year are absolutely horrific oh. already. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting bitten oh, a lot no. when we go next week. But also I think that means they'll still probably be around come November. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Make me itch. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you need jungle whatever, jungle fever mozzie yeah. repellent or whatever but I'm not sure you can use that on babies no no um okay what else um I, oh yes bathing mm. so I had a question this morning about um bathing mm-hmm. so 
I mean, I know nothing about this topic, but when you bring your baby home, you don't bath them, do you, for a while? No, so you can... Um, basically, where they've had the umbilical cord off tends to be... It takes a little while to heal, so yeah. you don't really want to get that wet. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you can kind of do what they... Top and tail your baby. Right. You can get you can get uh, top and tail bowls, which have basically got two section, two separate sections in them. Right. So one for their face, one for their bottoms. Obviously, you don't need that. You can just use a cereal bowl or something like yes. that. And um, but yeah, so you can use anything, any container that can take water, tepid kind of uh, lukewarm water, um, and you can use muslins like face cloths or. Um, you can get lots of different kind of washcloths that are nice and soft. Yeah. Um, or just cotton wool. You know, it doesn't have to be anything um, specific. Um, and just warm water. And you can just wipe their eyes. Wipe their eyes from the, I think I'm right in saying, inside out rather than outside in. So you're taking any gunk kind of out of their eyes. Um, and the same for their bottoms. Okay. Really, yeah. yeah. So you don't need to have... There are, there are obviously baby products out there organic baby products in terms of washing and things like that do you need to use anything like because I, I, was... I never did but, yeah. but but there are some lovely products out there but yeah. i never did um pseudocreme have pseudocreme yes. um around for nappy rash and things like that and there's another one out there which is brilliant and i can't remember the name of it it's a yellow tube i can't remember what it's called um annoyingly but it's a yellow tube and it acts as a barrier for water right. so you can just dab a bit on if your baby gets nappy rash onto their bottoms and that acts as a um, a complete barrier so oh, wow. even though there's going to be obviously wetness in their nappy yeah it, it it clears it you don't need much it kind of dries the skin out quite effectively right um i can't remember what it's called i think it begins with a b i will have a little google i'm sure yeah. i'll find it there can't be that many things in a yellow tube yeah no it comes it used to come in a yellow tube but yeah pseudocreme <laughs> is always a winner yeah so yeah yeah. Pseudocreme seems to do it for everything. Yes, yeah, it? it does. It's Amazing. brilliant. Yeah. Um, when you then start to bath them properly, um, I, I see all of these kind of plastic baths around, which mm. I guess if you've got a huge bathtub at home or you haven't got a fairly big sink, yeah. they're perfect, I guess. Yeah, yeah they do don't you, take that much space. No. Do you need one? Um, no, not really. It, it just gives, I think it gives you a little bit more reassurance in the yeah. first instance. So um, you'll be, you should be shown in hospital how to bath your baby. Oh, right. I was, but I don't know whether that's the norm these days or not. Yeah. Um, but if you just ask, just ask your midwife or ask anyone in the hospital um, or your health visitor and they will all give you, so that's my dog barking in the background. Um, <laughs> He's very cute. It's probably the postman who carries treats, but... Um, if you're yeah don't be afraid to ask your health visitor anybody will give you advice but as long as they're supported in whether it's your bath the only thing with baths like this is that you can put them on a cot top changer or on a kitchen table or the work surface hanging over your own bath yeah so you're not you know stressing your back or if you've had a section then you know you're not kind of putting pressure on yourself yeah. so that's where that don't worry honestly it's fine i'm sure they don't mind <laughs> you don't mind do you listeners <laughs> that's where they might come into their own so you can kind of put them on a level where you're not stooping or um and then obviously when you're picking baby up mm. then you're kind of picking them up from a, a standstill as opposed to having to get yourself up and yes. baby up and 
Yeah. Yeah. Which, especially after having a C-section, would probably be very difficult. Yeah, exactly. And you just don't want to put your body under any undue stress at that point. And just have a towel that's just kind of over your shoulder. You can get hooded ones. You can spend a fortune. I'm sure everyone's got a towel. You can just use a towel. Make sure it's a little bit bigger than your baby so that you can kind of wrap your baby. Um, Again... All this is all, you know, guidelines may have changed, and and no, maternity midwives and brilliant. stuff may tell you different. But I find that the best advice I'm getting is from mums because there's so much stuff out there that you can buy, yeah, which is so expensive. And yeah. you just think, well, why can't I use a normal towel? Do I have to have no, that, you or don't. you know, do I have to have this specialist? mattress protector no no you don't and And again towels and things like that i don't know if you've got a wish list or if you're having a baby shower or something like that you can always pop it on there yeah but you don't need them um you can have yeah like i say just make sure that your towel's a little bit bigger than baby because like i say their temperature does drop very quickly once they're they're naked and they're out of the bath so just something that you can wrap it in yeah safely on to mattresses which is the last thing that last question and last thing um Firm, yeah, natural foam. Um, foam, foam, and firm. Foam, firm, firm <laughs> is where you want to to be, yeah. really. So, um, anything that is going to be, they can be fairly thin, uh, uh, crib mattresses and things like that. That's absolutely fine. They tend to be foam, so crib and Moses basket mattresses tend to be foam, um, and uh, they're absolutely fine. So if they're thin, don't worry about it. Um, they need to be firm, yeah, so that baby's neck and um, head are, and their spines are all supported. Yeah. As you get further up into cot beds and things, again, foam is absolutely fine. You can get sprung mattresses. You can get mattresses, like I said to you before, with like a coconut core inner. Which lovely, yeah. Which um, they are, uh, they repel dust mites um, and allergies and things like that. So if parents have got allergies... Uh, likelihood is they may pass them on to the children so you could always kind of again future proof yourself by getting something like that yeah there's lots of different kind of budgets out there they generally start from around about 60 to 70 pounds up um yeah so if you're having two children quite close together do you still have to buy a new mattress for your second child no i would say protect the mattress that you've got with a mattress protector and then no and then no um and then if you've got the mattress um yeah if you've if you've kind of all the any spills obviously if it becomes heavily soiled for whatever reason then you might want to think about changing it but so it's more that than the integrity of the mattress being reduced i think so and i think yeah yeah, once you've got um yeah i think if you know where your mattress has been then then that's one thing you know that it's your baby that's been on there and you know so it's yeah again i and you know how long you've had it for i think the light I don't know the lifetimes of mattresses but if they're anything like adult ones then they they should last a good few years yeah Yeah. last thing which I know people will ask me and it's just come into my mind I don't know if you stop them here actually but um baby monitors Mm, I don't stock them in here because there are so many out there I know (laughs) um there are so many out there and I got a bit confused when I was looking as well to be honest um I understand that the BT ones are very good right um I would go to, I don't know, a consumer magazine or a witch guide or something like that. Um, they tend to be obviously very unbiased in their reviews. Mm. So they should give you different budgets and um, and kind of different scorings as to, as to what you need, really. You can get yeah. fairly basic ones. Um, you can obviously get very 
Um, you can get video ones now. You can also get sensors which you can put in yes. the baby's mattress, um, which can sense if there's lack of movement or, or breathing. Or That could be terrifying if nothing's wrong there and then it goes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can. And I totally understand. I, I've, I know people that have used them in the past because they've had bad experiences historically, so yeah. I totally, totally understand it from that point of view. But, um, yeah, you can scare yourself yeah, a little bit. I bet. Unnecessarily, I think. First time I moved my two out, the baby monitor was about an inch away from my head all night. <laughs> <laughs> I will not um, hear it unless it's right here. Yeah, but um, they're pretty sensitive, and I think yeah, they've they've moved on massively. So no, I you I I don't know is the answer to that, but I would uh, refer to a, a witch guide or um, yeah or Amazon that anywhere that has kind of reviews yeah. that have been that are led by users yeah. is um, is a good starting point. I would say. Amazing. Oh my gosh, so much information. So, <laughs> I've gabbled on and on no, and on. No, no, but it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, do you think there's anything else that mums-to-be, dads need to know? Or any kind of essentials? Big pants for ladies. Big pants, Big yes. pants. I've been reading indulge. about that wonderful thing. Indulge. You'll be in your teeny tiny sexy knickers before you know it, but just indulge in big black mama pants. Yeah. Straight away. From um from yeah going if you're not in them already yeah. being pregnant <laughs> um so yeah big pants uh, maybe breast pads possibly yes. um it, you know if you're intending to breastfeed then obviously great but I would also say again from a mum's point of view have some ready-made milk maybe with you at home um just in case you come across problems or whatever breastfeeding the first few days. If you've not slept, your baby's not slept because you're hungry. You're not gonna be, you know, you need to you need to get a little bit of sleep, both of you. So obviously persevere if you want to do that with breastfeeding, which is wonderful. But have some form of sterilising fluid and a couple of little bottles and some ready-made milk. Yeah. Um, mill I think is still quite a good one. I don't know. Obviously, I haven't done it for many years. <laughs> but um, but yeah, have those just kind of as a safety net. Yeah. Um, just in case in the middle of the night and um, you have issues I did and it was horrible so um, yeah two of my babies breastfed brilliantly and one of them really didn't and she just suckled on me for three days and I was bleeding and then I yeah and then I looked across in the cot I said when I wake up when I came to and and there was blood on the uh, mattress where she'd posited and, but it, it was absolutely absolutely fine. But of course, it's quite scary where my where my nipples were bleeding. She'd obviously sucked in the blood, and then she'd posited the oh. blood, and it was just all quite scary. And yeah, all absolutely fine and very normal. But um, but when you're a new mum and you see something like that, it's that's it's terrifying. Scary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she wasn't sleeping because she was hungry. Yeah, I wasn't. You know, so my milk hadn't come in. So yeah, lots of different scenarios. So just don't beat yourself up about it. There's lots of people out there. There's a lovely lady called Paddy Cocking. She does um, breastfeeding workshops. Okay. Um, she does parent-wise classes. She's yeah. wonderful. In I think I've heard about this area. lady. Yeah. And I really wanted to go to the parent-wise course, but I couldn't make any of the dates because I was teaching. Uh, and really frustrating. So I'm now doing an NCT, but I really, really wanted to go. And a lot of my friends who are pregnant have gone to the parent-wise course yeah. and say it's I've never been to brilliant. one, but um, I've met Paddy and... Um, yeah, and the feedback that I get it from I have to try and get her on. So. Maybe I'll try and get her on the podcast to talk about breastfeeding. Oh my gosh, she, yeah, she, yeah, I'm sure she'd be brilliant. And she does 
um, baby massage and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Oh, but she's a breastfeeding consultant, so if you have any issues, and um, even if you're not in the Devon area, then I'm sure you can get her online. I don't know how, but yeah. maybe you can. Maybe you can look. <laughs> Google parent wise, it'll probably come up. And, and Paddy, right? Paddy Cocking. Paddy yeah. Parent wise, yeah. Okay. I think we have covered everything <laughs> and, more. Um, and more. If you're listening and you've still got questions, um, Charlie, how can people get hold of you if they want to talk to you, potentially order something online, so maybe you pop can, in? Yeah, pop in anytime. Our opening hours, uh, we're open every day apart from Tuesdays and Sundays, um, 10 till 3 um, because of school runs. If you need to come outside of those hours because of work or your partner's working or whatever, then that's absolutely fine. You can make an appointment to come in the evenings um, and or you can have a look at our website, justanotherbaby.co.uk. Just a little poll there. (laughs) No, it's good. It's good. I'm pleased. You've been so fantastic. I have been in here three times. Well, this is my fourth time. But every time you've been absolutely amazing and so full of knowledge and I... Literally know nothing, so you well, would be my guidance. Do now. I do now, I definitely <laughs> do now. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And there we have it. I really hope that was full of lots of useful information for you. Maybe you know it already, maybe you didn't, maybe there was just one little thing that you gleaned from it. It's obviously not, definitely not, a comprehensive list, but it's the kind of stuff that... Um, the big buys, I guess, the big buys, which can be really expensive and can be a little bit overwhelming because there's so much choice. But if anyone's got any extra questions, pop me an email at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to me through social media. So Facebook is just mumtalkpodcast. I know I'm really, really rubbish with my Facebook page, Mum Talk Facebook page, but um, I will get a notification if you reach out to me on there. Or Instagram is a good way to get hold of me, although I am cutting down on how much time I spend on that as well. So if you want an immediate response, email me for sure. I'm always, always, always checking my emails. Um, but yeah, Instagram is Emma Jolin, so just Emma Jolin. And reach out to me, and I'm sure Charlie will help us out with any particular questions, but do feel free to get in contact with her directly, um, especially if you are looking at a product which she stocks, and um, she's an amazing, amazing small business in Exeter and has been super helpful to me. So I would love to support her in this way by um, thanking her for all the time that she gave me today and all of the time that she has given me and her patience with prams and all of my really random questions which have nothing to do with um, kind of anything she stocks but she's just been such a fountain of knowledge so I really appreciate that Um, so yeah show her some love Um, and I will chat to you next week so next week's podcast not too sure which one it's going to be yet but um, I am headed off tomorrow on a little bit of a self-care personal baby moon evening Um, and I will tell you all about it next week or the week after you have to be patient but I'm sure you'll see some stuff on my social media if you tune in over the next few days alright I will see you next week have a great week